Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Minorities Podcast, your home for not-so-expert analysis, especially after week one, and plenty of shit-talking, again, especially after week one. I'm your host, JC, your resident Titans fan who is still trying to find a kicker. Joining me, as always, we got... Uh, yeah, boy, still faithful Niners fan, being, uh, you know, special guest by the Nostradamus of football, calling the greatest game of the century. Her name is... Trinidad Edwards. <laughs> oh, man. And, man, when she called that game saying, the Giants are going to win, shut up, JC. Well, I don't know what happened after that, so sorry, sir. But, yeah, that was cool. Um, <laughs> Nori, <laughs> Giants fan, very happy for at least one week. And I'm going to just act like we won the Super Bowl because, uh, yeah, I, I have uh, not a good feeling for the rest of the year. So I'm just going to enjoy this week while I can. Hello, everyone. DJ here. And uh, I'm going to make this quick. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah as you no doubt have guessed oh, yeah. Rob is uh is not here because apparently as he's told me was it when filipinos fall asleep they fall asleep nothing wakes them up i swear <laughs> he, you know, at one point we were watching the afternoon game sunday he fell asleep with that recliner and uh, he was out but pretty sure he's happy with the way tampa played then again it was just dallas shut up with three points everything like that so Plenty to talk about in a wild week one. Started, it seems, the day before the way college football went because there were some upsets there as well. So, uh, But let's get right into how week one went. First of all, after week one, uh, Chicken Wing had nine correct picks. So he went nine, six, and one. Myself and Nori, eight, seven, and one. And then DJ and Rob at seven, eight, and one. All of us, crazy. After one week, we all have a tie. And... <laughs> I just can't understand how the kicking game was so bad because it felt for a while like we were going to get two ties because it seemed like nobody wanted to win Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. So, uh, Chigaway, we'll start with you. Uh, our usual recap. Uh, any pick that you regret on the first week? I, I regret that you have to speak. That's what I regret. Oh, isn't that my turn? No. <laughs> go, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. My fault. Was my off. All right. Being <laughs> <laughs> the only team that hasn't scored a touchdown in the first week. Fuck you. Anyway, hey, hey, Brett Maher's our leading scorer. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Chick-Wing. I regret nothing. Nothing? Absolute nothing. Nothing. All the picks were educated for a reason. And unfortunately, the Niners lost because rain. Because they placed well, the reins down in Chicago, right? So the, the, y'all lost because Justin Fields is, is that guy. That's why y'all lost. <laughs> Here, sir. Okay, Jimmy G is going to take us to the promised land. I said it before the season started. Like you hate Jimmy G. No. That don't matter. Oh all right, God. it don't. Taking us to the promised land. Uh, for me, there's a few picks I could look bad on regret. Atlanta's not one of them because for most of the game, they look great. Then apparently we found out in the fourth quarter, not so much. But when I saw the weather reports, when I was seeing uh, Trey Lance warming up in a stormy weather in Chicago, I thought to myself, I really need to get online and change this to Chicago. Because if I put running game versus running game, I feel like Chicago had the advantage because the passing game wasn't going to work a whole lot well for either team. I got crazy busy 
Did wasn't able to get online to change my pick to Chicago. I really wish. So I do regret not making that adjustment when I felt like I needed to. So that's the one I probably regret the most uh, over the weekend. So, uh, Nori, what about you? I actually do have one major regret. Um, all the Browns needed was a game manager, and they had that. And I think I forgot that, and I overcomplicated something that was actually really simple. And uh, the Panthers, they have Baker Mayfield. He's not a winner. I usually don't pick winners. I usually don't pick people that aren't winners. And Jacob, Jacob Jacoby Brissett is not a winner, but he's not a loser either. And Baker Mayfield is a fucking loser. So I actually totally regret that pick. I really do. I should have known better that is Nick Chubb and healthy Kareem Hunt are going to shit on that team, and they did. All right. DJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't have one regret pick, and it's actually the exact same game. I gave Baker Mayfield too much credit. I, I've said plenty of times he's not that guy, but I said, yeah, he went to the Panthers. It was a better team, and maybe this will help out. But no, it doesn't help. He's not that guy, and he still isn't that guy. The Panthers basically have a starting quarterback who's not going to get them wins. And here we are. I, I mean, I don't think anyone expected Baker to give Carolina wins, but I felt like with this game, he plays so much better when he's got emotion behind it, you know? I, I really thought that's what I was expecting. I really, I guess I made this on emotion thinking he was going to come out fired up. He was going to really want this one, you know? Same. Yeah. Same. That, that's what we all picked it. So, but geez, you know, <laughs> figure it. Christian McCaffrey and all the weapons he has, he's going to do something against Cleveland, but. It's, this is, he's, he's not OU Baker anymore. So it, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> he's, he's not. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, I mean, you say that logic and then what happened to Russ? Yeah, we don't, we don't regret that pick, though. I don't regret that. I mean, I, I, I kind of do. But I kind of do, you know, especially because we were joking the way week one went like, dude, watch Seattle's going to win. And so you I, have to treat these picks like logically. You have to think of yeah, like, I know if but... I had 20 bucks in my hand and it doesn't matter who's my favorite team. Logically on paper, matchups, injuries, the field, momentum, everything going. Who am I going to pick? That's the way this is supposed to be done. And logically, well, nobody in their right fucking mind would have picked Seattle. If no there's way. one thing I, I didn't account for and I forget is how loud Seattle gets when the other team's on the field. And Russell never had to deal with that in Seattle in his career. And I I mean, he heard it from the sidelines, but when he's trying to make signal calls and stuff, I don't know if that threw him off or what. But I don't know. Denver, is this like a week one thing? Because that seemed to inflict a lot of teams. It seems like it's a, it's a tradition now in Green Bay. In week one, they're going to shit the bed. They done it for the. He was a rookie head coach who went against Pete Carroll, who shit on him at home. I think if this were in Denver, they would have won this game. Because yeah. the, the, if the head coach is downing himself after a week, you know it. It for sure he, he got out coached. Um, yeah. And also, there's a lot of turnovers. Denver turned the ball over an unusual amount of times, and it was one of those things where the better team beat themselves. <clears throat> what What was the wildest week one game for you guys? Or I would say the wildest game over the weekend because you can look at some of the college games and everything like that with all that happened. Which one seems like the the one that surprised you the most, I guess? Giants and Titans. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I thought that game was going to go completely different. I didn't even think I mean, it was going to be close. You can't even be mad at it, dude. Like, er everyone thought that Tennessee was just going to just have their way with them, and then it turned out. It just I expected yeah, the Giants to have a better story. I didn't expect us to, the Titans to struggle as much as they did on offense, it seemed. Mm -hmm. You know? 
No, I expected well, it to be three three hundred to zero. That's what it's I all over. It's all over Giants Twitter of that hit that Derrick Henry took because oh, yeah, 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 nobody, nobody hits Derrick Henry like that. And yeah, I'm glad he wasn't hurt. I'm glad it was just a pop. He got up. He wasn't hurt. That's great. That's how football should be. But holy God, what a hit! And you know, as a Titans fan, JC, you never see Henry ever get manhandled like that. Like he got hit like he owed somebody money. Yeah, like take on take Crowder was the just so you guys know he's not he was the 2020 mr irrelevant draft pick so for him to do that and get that shine on the new york stage that's fucking got a lot that's, to prove right that's so. cool. all i was looking for in the giants game even if they missed even if they missed the two-point conversion and they lost whatever then like i was so proud of all the improvements from last season we had run blocking pass blocking wasn't that great but it was better we had a consistent run blocking saquon looked like the guy we thought we drafted in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, Daniel Jones minimized the mistakes. Didn't have a great game, but he didn't have a horrible one. Um, and the coaching was creative. And that's what we were missing. And the defense was aggressive, which I haven't yep. seen in six years. So all of that alone, if we would have lost, I actually would have been okay. All I told you guys, this day, day one for the season, all I wanted was improvements this year. And automatically, we already improved, and I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, it was impressive. You had Saquon running wild again, too. Uh, then kickers, 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah, not against the Titans, because the Titans have yeah. a good run defense. I didn't. That's mm -hmm. not the game I thought he would break out. No, it, it, well, if he showed anything, it's that you could run uh, wide on the Titans. Like, all that interior defense will shut it down at the middle, but he, he was making breaks on the edge. So, so it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for all the kicker was for so many teams, so far the Colts are the only one that have fired a kicker. And they tied the Texans, which, let's be honest, if you're tying the Texans – I don't think a kicker's the problem, guys. So, uh, what else does it guys? Oh, one thing I think teams will reevaluate after this of the teams that had a quarterback that did not play at all in the preseason, only three of them got wins. I know, and I saw this graphic earlier today. I can't remember. I remember Lamar Jackson was one of them. Uh, I think Tom Brady was another person that won, didn't play at all in the preseason. And I forget who the other one was, but eight teams that in Tennessee, one of them that had a quarterback that did not play at all in the preseason, lost. And I, I know people have said they worry about the preseason. Oh, it, it's it's a waste. But it's good to get the reps in, you know. Yep. Get into the game situation. And I think people, or coaches and, and players and and fans to an extent, have lost sight of how important that is because you you got to get your body back up to the speed of the game and, and the game situation. Um. Now, I know the talk has been in the NFL that we're going to do away with another preseason game. Eventually, they're going to get to 18 regular season games. But uh, do you guys feel there's more value on the preseason now, especially after this week one? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm still going to go with, with one. But, but I mean, as far as more value is concerned, there's evidence that teams aren't clicking like they're supposed to. That's yeah. my opinion anyway. I know, I think it really depends on the team. I mean, depending on who that who the player is, how good that player is, and what kind of rapport they've already develop, developed with their teammates, then there may not be any value. But if it's someone going into a new system, Baker Mayfield, yeah. and, <laughs> and trying to learn and build rapport, then hell yeah, they should play at least a Next couple year. of... Like, yeah. Exactly. exactly the third one, right? I mean, th yeah. like a half yeah, of the yeah, third game. 
You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't think playing the play the whole game, but you know, first and second quarter, get some reps in, get get it going, and then you know, go sit down for the rest of the rest of the game or something like that. But I mean, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, he looked off, looked off, and so maybe that proves that he actually played in the preseason. I think there's just something about jumping in and the deep end with team and camaraderie. Like no matter how much talent you have, you know, look at the Olympic team where uh, LeBron and Melo and Kobe they they lost that the year because they didn't they weren't used to playing with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to. There's something about just throwing in the deep end and get that camaraderie and get it going. So sometimes you have very very talented teams on paper that just can't put it together because they need either time to bond or learn a system like DJ said or whatever the case may be so I don't think the preseason does an amazing job of accomplishing that I would much rather see a longer regular season and a shorter preseason because at least if there's an injury or something it's the regular season versus the preseason there's nothing worse than me seeing somebody out five to six weeks or half a year or the whole year during the third quarter of a preseason game that shit sucks I agree but I think people saying well he's got injured because it's a preseason game it's like no I mean what if it was the third regular season or the first regular season game? Whether it's first, like if, if it's his first game, like a guy sits out the whole preseason. I don't, did Dak get any reps in the preseason? I mean, there's a prime no. example. No. There no. we go. Like, he doesn't play at all in the preseason. He's getting his ass whipped game in week one, and then he gets hurt. Yep. And he's going to be he out also, six to eight weeks, you know? But people also break shit in practice, too. How many oh, people, yeah. like, look at the Jets, the Jets uh, defensive lineman last last week, and uh, not even, the, it was the second week of preseason, and he was out for the year in practice. Shit just yeah. happens, man. I think Tennessee lost one of their best pass rushers for the season in practice, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it stuff happens, injuries happen, but I, I, I've never liked that narrative, like, Michael Vick injury is a prime example. He gets hurt, or oh, blame it on the preseason. So, no, it could have happened in the regular season, it could happen any time, mm-hmm. you know, so... Uh, well, let's uh, get into the segment, What's Bothering the Minorities? So if you're new to our podcast, this is really where we talk, have like a topic discuss and kind of debate about it. I had one that I didn't want to bring it up last week because, you know, we're happy. Football's back, right? Week one. And I can bring it up this week, but there might be a second topic to it because something else has come up in the last few days that has really taken me off. For me, the first one, though, is uh, some of the rule changes baseball is implementing uh starting next year um if you're not aware major league baseball is going forward with the pitch clock with larger bases and banning infield shifts of those three rules the one i have never agreed with never thought was should have even been talked about is banning the infield shift the pitch clock i'm good with i've go to a bunch of minor league games i've seen it work and it works great it keeps the fans engaged too uh it's basically you have a certain amount of time when you're on the rubber, got to make a pitch. Otherwise, it's called the ball, something like that. So uh, the larger bases, um, maybe, I don't know. I, I'm, I guess the, the debate is still out on that. It, for some to say it has an advantage to the offense over the defense, it just depends. You know, It really just depends on the game situation. But the infield shift, I've never agreed with banning it. If you have a problem with the team stacking three infielders on one side of the infield, why don't you learn to drive the ball the other way? You're paid how much money? I mean, this is stuff that having played baseball my whole life, I learned to hit the ball the other way before I even got to high school. Like you learn, take an outside pitch and drive it. You know, 
uh, bunt. It seems so many major leaguers don't know how to bunt the damn ball. <laughs> you know, I mean, with the infield shifted as it is, you can if you lay a perfect bunt down, you can probably get a double out of it. So, um, I know not everyone here is a big baseball aficionado, but basically the letter of the rule is going to be you have to have two infielders on each side of second base, and they all have to be within the area of the infield when the pitch is made. So, um, but guys, the new rules that baseball has put in, agree, disagree, what are your thoughts on them? And do you, I, I know Nori doesn't like the infield shift ban as much as I do, or hates it like I do, so. I think you kind of covered the major points, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not feeling that, like, at all. Um, I like the pitch count. Uh, one of baseball's biggest faults was the speed of the game. And to attract new players and to attract new fans, you got to speed that shit up. And I, I like the I like the clock. The defensive shifts just, like you said, seems uh, it seems lazy. Very. I can openly say I don't follow enough. I'm sorry, that's wrong. I'm not too familiar with the rules in baseball as I am in football to understand why there's such a huge difference outside of what you're explaining so far, JC. So I really can't give an accurate opinion on that personally. Uh, best way I can explain it. Well, the pitch clock is going to be great. In the minors, it's cut the game time down by about 20 to 30 minutes. It's good to spit the game up. As far as defensive shifts, um, prime example would be Mark McGuire. When he came up to bat, everyone knew who was a pull hitter. He was either hitting a home run or he was hitting a ground ball, right? So a lot of teams would put three infielders on the left side of the infield. So you'd have your third baseman, your shortstop, and your second baseman between second and third base just waiting for a ground ball, you know? Mm. And... A lot, you know, it was so much of the game now is everyone is like, everyone's hitting tanks. Everyone's hitting homers. That's such a big deal, right? Everyone, uh, exit velocity, launch angle. You know, Cody Bellinger has this uppercut swing. It's worked for him, but he got exposed at some point. He had to change his swing around. So when some pull hitters come up, they're stacking three infielders, you know, on one side of the field or another. So, and people are upset about it. It's like, you know, this guy can line a ball, but if you have it there, you're still going to be out at first, right? So... That's kind of the rule of it. Um, to me, it's like saying uh, putting rules in to prevent people from hacking a poor free throw shooter. Well, why don't that guy learn to make his damn free throws in the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. fair enough. Yeah. Does that yeah, help? Leave with your Shaq opinion? alone, bro. What? Leave Shaq alone, man. That <laughs> it man wasn't just Shaq. Make... It's not like he was the worst one. So. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. So. But yeah, no, it, it, it makes it makes more sense. Nah. Yeah. Take a pitch, drive it the other way, bunt the ball. I mean, I think Giambi once, Jason Giambi, like, bunted a ball right down third base and got a double out of it, you know? So I, I've seen that in a game. So, uh, yeah. I know a lot of major league managers don't like it. So, I mean, and, and Nori, I'm glad you agree with me too because you've got, you got some hitters on the Yankees that are big pull hitters too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron Judge, prime example, right? So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just lazy, it, and I don't like that baseball's done that. I really hope uh, teams push back on it on some level or find ways around the rule on some level because, yeah, it's you pay that much money, do some fundamental stuff, drive the ball the other way. You know, that, that's baseball makes 
panic moves all the time. They don't, they're not well thought out decisions like the NBA. Yeah, baseball just like well, we need to make changes. So let's just make change and just throw shit to a wall, and they hope it sticks. And they think they hope that fans don't notice. Yeah. Now the other thing I will just mention quickly is uh, the Suns owner. Uh, as you know, I, I don't know the whole thing of the investigation, but there was an investigation into how he was talking around the office, some sexist, misogynistic language, racist, if I'm not mistaken, too. Mm-hmm. And he got, what, a $10 million fine and a one-year ban? That is so, correct. So Sarver Sarver was a piece of shit. Um, and um, not Sarver. He's the current one. The, um, uh, the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah, former Donald owner. Donald Sterling. You know, yeah. Thank you, Sterling. Yeah. Sterling was also a piece of shit, but he did less and got more. And I don't understand that's what why Sarver. Yeah. I, that's, yeah, Sarver immediately should have been upon this investigation. Like, it's not a matter of if he did this shit. He did the shit. There's multiple witnesses. Why does he get to be an owner still? It would be good for the league to just kick him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, a job is a privilege. They don't have to hire you. Like, so if I have the same rules, why does he have those same rules? It's interesting because he's an owner, and obviously Donald Sterling was an owner too. Now Sterling had a long history of mm-hmm. uh, of his that, but people knew this about him. You know, he was just finally caught on tape saying something. I mean, yeah. the Clippers for so many years were horrible, but because they were in L.A., Sterling took advantage of that, and they were always one of the most profitable franchises. You know, they never signed any high price free agents, uh, never really made moves to to get to the playoffs, but he was always making money. And, I mean, he he said stuff before about black players and everything, and then they finally got it on tape. And here I'm thinking, when Adam Silver, this was his first big decision as a commissioner, bans him from life from the league and forces him yep. to sell the team. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, Silver, good, better than David Stern did in, with this because absolutely Stern swept, swept everything under the rug. Yeah, he was horrible. So why is this situation any different? I, I, like you said, he he said it on a lot worse stuff, but he got a slap on the wrist basically. You know? Well, did y'all hear what uh, Chris Paul said about this? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So Chris Paul, Chris Paul actually said, and I quote, the punishments fell short of the necessary discipline. So now you have one of your star players who flat out said, this isn't enough. Yeah, he's he's, a he's the president of the Players Association, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So that, that's, he's speaking for a lot of NBA veterans who you know, respect him, and his words carry a lot of weight. Yeah. And he's he's basically just saying we're all thinking like there's nobody, there's nobody but crazy white supremacists who are defending Sarver. Like it's it's insane to me how he again, oh he's suspended for the year. So what? You you suspended a billionaire like a millions of dollars? Like okay, yeah, like, exactly. So what? Doesn't matter. So what? Yeah, his latest interview, Silver said he quote didn't have the right to take away his team. You did it to Donald yeah, actually, Sterling. Yeah, no, you don't. Yes, you do. Actually, yeah, you don't have the right. You don't have the right. Who does? Yeah, like why, why is it, like like you said, this is worse than what Sterling did. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there's no like smoking gun evidence or something, but there's there's a lot of investigation too. Why? Why? Why are you more lenient on this situation? What? You, know, you think all the technology that comes out, more and more recordings are getting caught, and you're just like you're thinking you're just not being watched. Like, come on. Common sense would say, shut the fuck up, unless unless you're like in a controlled environment. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you're going to have your closet, you know, not say racist, but, you know, people are going to have op- opinions about people. That's just the inevitable, mm-hmm. right? 
But at the same time, it's just like, why would you say that around people you don't know or you don't trust or an environment that you're not 100% secure? You know what I mean? It just, it blows my mind that, you know, they, they sit there with that dumb look on their face saying, well, well, how did this happen to me? Type of thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just me just kind of overanalyzing. No, it's, it's, it's arrogance because they're used to, because uh -huh. they're used to things like this. They're used to getting caught and then getting a slap on the wrist. So if you know that you could essentially just do whatever you want to get a slap on the wrist, you, you're not being taught yeah. not to do it anymore. Yeah. And that's exactly what this seems like. It, you're a billionaire and you got fined $10 million. That's chump change to you. It doesn't. Oh, pennies on the dollar. Do you think Sarver has a lot of friends and like fellow owners that kind of had a play in this? Yes. Yeah. Because we don't absolutely everyone hated Donald Sterling. Like the owners were like, yeah. this, this was political. Absolutely. This, yeah. was, this was somebody who had, um, this was somebody who had pictures of silver and, and cross dressing or some shit. Like, you know. <laughs> or um, how many other owners in the league are doing this wow. too? That if Sarver got lost the whole team, he would maybe he threatened to expose. The rest of the league for some of the other stuff. The NFL owners are the same way. It's a good old boys Kyle club. John they all Gruden. protect each other. Yeah. They all protect each other, man. Yeah. So I, I feel like. Yeah. Unless they hate you like they hated Donald Sterling. If they don't hate you, and they're, yeah, then you're good. Yeah. So. You know, Jerry Jones has got his little crew that he hangs around with. That's not shocking. Just not. Yeah. So. Not. Yeah, they, yeah they, all, they, all, they all back each other up. So, yeah. So it's disappointing to answer your question. Uh, the ruling, but not unexpected. Actually, no. Let me take that back. It is unexpected from Silver because I really like him and I think he's the best commissioner in sports. But this was a big fuck up. Up until mm -hmm. now. Now I'm not so sure. You no, know, this was a big fuck up. This is yeah. his big fuck up. He handled this, the Donald Sterling situation perfectly. Mm -hmm. This one, not so much. Now, I, I don't know if there's just no hard evidence. If he's basing this fines off like allegations, maybe their investigation turned up a whole lot. Uh, that's the only reason I could think of why. Like maybe he's doing this to put him on notice, right? They're all allegations right now. There's no hard evidence potentially that I can understand. But I don't, I don't think you find somebody ten million dollars for for hearsay. Yeah, but they $10 have million dollars of this guy is like. I don't they, know, but they have hundred bucks to no, us. You know, you have to legally if you're going to legally find somebody millions and millions and millions of dollars. Money we'll never see. You can't. You have to have more than just hearsay. So they have something. They're just kicking under the rug. I guess. Yeah. I disagree with Nori because if they had hard evidence, then then an example would be made out of point blank period. Kind of like the uh, well, I don't want to say Deshaun Watson because that's 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 kind of like a bad example, right? But Watson didn't have allies. This guy clearly has allies. If you're fine, ten right. million dollars, it's not hearsay. So they had to do enough to where they thought that would please people, but then they think, oh wait a minute, people aren't stupid. You're finding a billionaire ten million dollars. So ten million dollars is a big statement. To them. Oh, for sure. Are you thinking like Ray Rice where they did the suspension and then the video came out and they tried to expand? Is like maybe something similar to that? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at first they were like, Okay, well I mean it's we don't have anything yet, we don't we don't know anything, so you know, we'll definitely give you some sort of suspension. And then when the video came out, oh, peace out, boy. You're done. Well they so, tried to suspend him longer, but then they players association fought it. It was like double jeopardy situation, right? So Sarver yeah. has much stronger political allies, like DJ said, than than yeah. Sterling oh, was. Sure. For that, sure. That's why I, I so but there's enough to justify ten million. So to me, if there's enough to justify ten million, there's more. Yeah. In my opinion. I there has to be. There has to be. So it it's almost like this was a plea bargain kind of thing, like this is your slap on the wrist. This is your one warning. You do anything like this again, you're gone. So, you know. But I hope this serves as a warning to not just him, but the rest of the owners 
both in the NBA. Like, I mean, Sarver, not just the Suns owner, he's also the owner of the Phoenix Mercury, a WNBA franchise as well. So, and while they're technically separate leagues, they still do work together, by the way. So, this mm-hmm. hope serves. I mean, if someone else does this in the league, or there's other evidence of it, yeah. Silver better mm-hmm. bring the hammer down, no matter who it is. So, uh, but this is this is this is a step back in his tenure as a commissioner. So, I agree. Yeah, very very much so. Oh yes, I agree with you on that part. Yeah. So overall. All right, you guys ready to get into week two of the NFL season? Yes. All right, let's do it. So our pick order for this week is going to be the order of how we finished the previous week. So Chicken Wiggle pick first, followed by me, JC, then Nori, then DJ, and Rob, if he were awake, would be picking last. So fortunately, he won't be here to give his picks. Now, as always, the picks we're announcing is as of now. If there's any injuries between now and game time, we can always make some pick adjustments on our own. We, uh, we, we played this game. So, well, the way Rob picked last week, he might as well stay asleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, yes. yeah. I mean, man yeah. picks underdog, underdogs every game, so you might as well just go <laughs> assume that all the underdogs are being picked by Rob this week for everybody. Rob don't care anymore. He had all three teams win in 2019. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. It's, it's how do you top that, right? So You can't. It's the yep. Trinity. You can't top that. Our first game this week is the first Thursday night game on Amazon Prime Video of the season. That is now the new home for Thursday night games. Uh, the oh, It's a division matchup, by the way. One, two, three, four, five division matchups this week. Uh, the Chargers are going to Kansas City. Uh, two 1-0 teams. And for the Chargers, this is their second division game in a row as well uh, to start the season. Uh, chicken wing. The Chiefs are favored by three and a half at home. How are you picking this one? I'm I'm super excited, but like I'm disappointed because this is so early in the season. I would have rather see this game like week seven, week eight. Um, but knowing that Kansas City looks more like the complete team right now, and so I'm going to take them to win. Uh, I did take the Chargers to win the division and I'm still sticking with that but if there's a team I think they're going to split with it is the Chiefs they're going to split home and home games so I do have the Chiefs winning this one at home on a Thursday night uh, Nori what about you unless they're playing a healthy Bills which I don't think is in the, on the schedule this year um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs all season because they're they're terrifying they're, they have everything they're, they're actually learning to run the ball which is even more scary so I'm going to go with the Chiefs alright and DJ uh, yeah, I'm actually also going with the Chiefs, and I mean they they look they they look absolutely dominating week one, and they run the ball now. So now it's not just Patrick Mahomes and throwing the ball everywhere; they can run it. So I, I don't see anyone beating them at this point. No, no, maybe the Chargers will steal this one, but if not, then they'll they'll take their home game when they play. Uh, I mean, I'll be happy. If they yeah, steal hell of a it. statement yeah. if the Chargers go into Kansas City, one of the loudest uh, stadiums, and, and steal a win. So. I like to add to the Chiefs like are playing with the fire we haven't seen in three years because the last two years, the Chiefs have played very mediocre football until they had to. Then they're right. like, okay, mm-hmm. now we have to start like beating everybody, remind everybody who they are. Now they reminded us week one, hey, who's who the fuck we are? We don't need Tyreek Hill. And if they play with that kind of fire, I don't know who beats them. Yep. All right, on to the Sunday early games. <coughs> Excuse me. The New York Jets going to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland favored by six at home. Chicken wing. Uh, I guess I could ask this question: Is anyone think the J E T S just end the season? Jets are going to go in and beat the Cleveland Browns. 
especially until with Joe Mike White starting. starts. Yeah, what? yeah, exactly. Start Mike White, the god. <laughs> Start the god of football. I mean, I'm not going to agree with Nori on the on the god of football, but yes, Mike White is definitely clearly a starter over Joe Flacco. Uh, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. All right, okay. I think he's a direct descendant of Rico. So it depends on the starting quarterback, but as it stands right now, we're all going with Cleveland. Unless yeah, we're, we're going with the Browns. But yeah, I don't, for sure. I as trust, long as Flacco is starting, then fuck, fuck, fuck the Jets. Bro. I yeah. trust Jimmy Brissett oh, much more over, um, to make it simple, right? I trust Jimmy Brissett, Kareem Hunt, the Browns defense, um, and that guy Nick Chubb, he's kind of good too. Yep. Uh, even um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, uh, him and uh, – he's he's an upcoming receiver. He's good more than anything the Jets are doing right now. I think we posed this question when we got together uh, for week one, but I'll, I'll kind of, uh, I guess I'll kind of uh, adjust it a bit. So when we were watching the Sunday games, we said, if Brissett goes 11-0 and and before Watson comes back, do you stick with Brissett or do you put Watson in? You got to put Watson in. You Look at all the money no, you gave him. For no other reason. Yeah, no. If you, you ride the hot Watson hand, dude, you ride the hot no. hand. No, Watson's contract is only one point one million dollars. Who fucking cares? Yeah, roll with the hot hand. No, stay, stick with uh, if your team is going eleven and zero, and you're going to try and disrupt if, that by bringing in a rapist. If I if I put in two hundred forty million dollars to somebody and gave up four or five first round picks and also mm. just pissed away my all my integrity, I'm going <laughs> to start that guy. I'm going to start that guy. I don't Y'all forget Watson's contract is only one point one. I get that. No, no, I get no. that. This year. It's a cheap contract this year. that's getting paid less than the backup right now. Well, Mike, at this point, <laughs> Mike, but at this point, though, at this point, um, he hasn't now played, will not play any NFL football in a year and a half. At a certain point, you got to rip off the bandaid. And if you're at 11 0, you can afford a loss too. Okay. okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I disagree. I, I think the magic number for Brissett is nine wins. If he goes into Watson's return nine and two, you have to stick with Brissett. If it he goes is borderline, three, but I feel like I feel like if he's going in and he's got them rolling, like they're beating teams, that they're leading the division, they're one of the best teams in the AFC. Why would you disrupt that? There's no way. You know, no I would stick me. with Brissett. Yeah. And well, it, here's how I'm gonna look at it. No, that wouldn't make sense because he's the hot hand, but they've put so much money into Deshaun Watson, and clearly they don't care about integrity. So at this point, if you're going to bring him in here, just put him on the field. You obviously don't care what anybody else thinks. How about this? You start start a playoff game. You you win 11 games. Now you lose a couple here and there. Now you're like 2-2 and in your next few games. Do you think actually Jimmy Brissett gives you a better chance of winning than Watson? No. No. No, At that point, you bring him in. After after a couple, no, he's got to warm up. He's got to he's got to play. He's got to get in there and get take some hits, move around. He looked terrible the preseason. He looked like mm-hmm. shit because he hasn't yeah. played in a fucking year. Imagine him now playing in that year and a half. You got to throw him in. You invested too much, way too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I guess we'll cross the bridge and come. I don't know if Cleveland's going to be at that point, but it's. it's I, worth I think they're lucky if they go. I, I think they're lucky if they go four and four, four and three with with Brissett. But maybe I'm wrong. I have nothing against the Browns without Watson. I like them without Watson, actually. Yeah, they, they were fun to watch. Now it's it's such a Cleveland thing, right? Sell your integrity, and it would be such a Cleveland thing if Brissett has you undefeated. Then like, well, let's just change everything, right? Just a Cleveland way to ruin your season. Uh, but what one kind of cool thing about this game in Cleveland? This is the first time the Centerfield logo at First Energy Stadium will have something other than just the giant Cleveland Browns helmet. 
They're actually going to have Brownie the Elf painted at the 50-yard line, so you're going to have some sort of Browns logo instead of just a helmet sitting at midfield or an NFL logo. That's creepy. So, I don't like it. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I thought it was the dogs. <laughs> Dog pound. Whatever. It's just basically the mascot. So. Stupid. All right. Uh, Washington Commies going to Detroit. Uh, Chicken Wing, who you got here? I got Detroit. All right, as do I. I really was impressed with the with the Lions. I thought they were going to pull off a, a bit of an upset, but I think they could beat Washington. Uh, Nori, what about you? Definitely the Lions. And... Definitely Lions. I think the sh- I, I I don't regret at all my pick last week from the Eagles. <laughs> the game could have went either way. Um, so many of those one possession games. I think. I, I mean, you guys let me know the last time the Lions put up so many points in Week One. You know, um, last year against week my one? team. My team. <laughs> Against my team, we were up by 21 points and we almost let them win. No, the oh, Lions, that's right. the Lions that's right. almost beat a complete Philadelphia Eagles who had a great off season. So that's what. And, and to me, right now, if you if you put in the East, Washington and Philly side by side, Philly is on paper way better. So that's why I'm super. I agree with that. that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. Detroit yeah, I agree with that. should take Washington this week, and hard knocks. You always got to go with that, too. So. <laughs> it's good for a few weeks, right? Exactly. Uh, DJ, are uh, you making this a clean sweep here with Detroit? or Not only did Detroit put up 35 points, but they looked good. They yeah, looked good. Flukes. Yeah, it wasn't flukes, exactly. Yeah, and I, I don't even fucking like Jared Goff, but he looked good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking the Lions. Yeah. Is it weird to me that Jared Goff looked like he was back in L.A. and Matthew Stafford looked like he was back in Detroit Week One? Does it just feel weird to you guys seeing that? No, no, because Stafford yeah. is always Stafford. That man will throw picks as he he he's ascended yeah, to Brett yeah. Favre status, bro. He will Jesus. he will win games, picks or no picks. He don't give a shit, bro. I like Jared Goff. Him and Ryan Gosling are the same character, the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both married to Ava Mendez and impregnated her. So I will always root for Jared Goff. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't follow that. So let's just move on. Um, can't. <laughs> at New Orleans, a big NFC oh. South matchup. Now, I this is I, we might say this could be a game where you are, is ever going to pick, but we know the Saints' history uh-huh. against Tampa uh-huh. in the regular season, right? So yes, if know. Rob were here, I would be asking if he's worried about this game, and obviously he'd be picking first, but he's not. So. Chicken wing, who's walking away from this game, which is in New Orleans, by the way? TB12 is walking away with the win. That's that's it. No questions okay. asked. I'm back and forth on this right now, but I'm going to say Tampa for now. <laughs> I just, I'm not, a, I mean, we know, we know how his history with the Saints of the regular season, right? So, but Tom Brady, I'm speaking of, by the way. So, but I'm going to say Tampa right now. Uh, Nori? I'm confidently going with the Saints. All right. Because Tampa Tampa, uh, Tampa Tom has not done well <laughs> since he's arrived there. I don't know if it was Sean Payton that was throwing him off, or is the fucking colors, or <laughs> I don't know colors. what it is. But well, I like Winston as a game manager. <laughs> I like a healthy Michael Thomas. I like a healthy Jarvis Landry. Thank you, Fantasy Points, for that. Um, Alvin Kamara, until the law catches up with him. And um, yeah. <laughs> Pretty no. fast. <laughs> it's coming. It's not. It won't be for week two. So, so as far as week two, I'm still. I'm. I'm riding with the Saints against uh, Tampa Bay because they've been they've been kicking their ass the last two years. All right, and DJ is Dennis Allen still with the Saints? Yeah, yeah, he's still there. 
He's got Tom Brady's number during the regular season. He has for the past two meetings they've had, and it's well, no, no, it's two years actually uh-huh. they've had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going with the Saints. They they still have yes. Tom Brady's number. This nothing's going to change. All right, Carolina going to MetLife to take on the Giants. And I know Nori's feeling a lot better about this game after the week one showing his Giants had some Nori. Let's talk about it. What you got? And what do you? What? How do you think this one's gonna go? Normally, I would have picked. I looked at the at symbol, and whoever's the opposite side of the Giants, I would have picked them. <laughs> but the fact that they're finally living up to the preseason hype that they should that they haven't in the last two years, um, I think they could beat the Panthers. I think they're better coached. Um, I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's even that big of an upgrade over Daniel Jones as much as people, you know, thought thought that. Um I think if they keep it simple, if they run the ball, I, I feel like if we could contain Derrick Henry, uh we could definitely contain McCaffrey and Tannehill is a far superior quarterback to than uh Mayfield. So I feel like if we could beat the Titans, if the second half Giants show up, we're gonna kick their ass. If the first um half shows up, you know, GG's thanks for playing. Right. Uh, if, uh, if, if this ends up being just like it was a week one anomaly and week two, they look horrible. You feel like the season's done for your job. No, no, no. Again, I, I want to see improvements. Uh, right. As long as I see improvements, I'm good, man. Either way, I, this team ain't going to fucking, as constructed now, they weren't built to win the Super Bowl this year. They were, they were built for cap relief. It'll be fun to root for them. Um, I hope they do well. I have very low expectations. All right. Check away who you got this game. That's just that's just words from somebody who's just been hurt by them for so long. <laughs> Look at his teams, bro. The Giants, the Knicks. I mean, the Yankees the are doing pretty good. Giants, the Giants, the have, Rangers are just getting there, but still, you know. I mean, the, the Giants though have been literally look it up. They have the worst lo- losing percentage in the entire NFL the last decade. Oh more no, than no, the Lions, more than the Jets, more than everybody. So, yeah. yes, for the Giants, I have very, very low expectations. For the Knicks, oh, I have low yeah. expectations. That's what I'm and saying. the Yankees, like, I'm used to them hurting me. So but they much. have enough championships <laughs> to last me throughout the rest of my lifetime if they never win again. So I'm, I'm good with that. But, oh, my God, the Giants? Yeah, dude, I have low expectations. So I honestly just want the Knicks just to win one so he can say that they won in his lifetime. It's yeah, yeah, I'd be good. Just one. It's going to happen when he's in his, like, one. 70s or something. I know, right? It's going to happen then. So. I'll be an old man just crying. You're, you're going to be that, that old man that gets a surprise, like, birthday present, your Christmas present. We got you tickets to the finals or something. I like want to see the Knicks win when I'm, like, in my 70s, and I'm going to party so hard that I die. And that's how I'm going to go out. He's going to party at the parade, and that's it. It's done. So. Oh, my God. All right. Well, who you got, Chigoy? So please, Knicks, don't win until 2073. Okay? <laughs> I need this man to live a little bit. But this was a coin flip for me. Yep. One of my four games I had to coin flip. And right now, uh, when it comes to... A coin? No. I can't say quarterbacks. Uh, honestly, it's it's just more of the lines on on each side of the ball. It's it's The Giants are just better. Um, not because of the coaching, it's just because of what you, what, what y'all did in the off season versus what they did in the off season. That's honestly how I'm looking at this right now. Uh, for me, the Giants are progressing up. The Panthers are progressing down. So the, it's an easy, it's an easy pick. I know the Giants; it's only a two and a half, but at home, their crowd's going to be raucous, especially after Week One win. I'm going with the Giants. Um, DJ. Say it. So as much as it pains me to say this, 
I'm, I'm picking the Giants. Raise your volume. But was I? Was it good for you, Nori? Was it good for you? Was it good for me? Change my pants after this. But 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 in all seriousness, we we've all touched on it some way. The Giants looked better some way. Yes. Last year, their defense looks better. Their offense looks better. And Mike, you mentioned what they did in the offseason. Yeah, Carolina went and got Baker Mayfield, who's not a winner. That's what they did in the yes, offseason. Yeah. For sure. Uh-oh. Isn't yeah. the backup Sam Darnold, right? right? Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And what, what school do you go to? That's right. Oh, see. Okay. That's it. They don't produce winners. Shitty NFL career. Yeah, they don't produce winners. Other than Matt Leiner, I think we mentioned that. But, you know, whatever. He wasn't a winner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some guy named Matt Leiner. He wasn't. Yeah. I'm staying to a winner, guys. Be nice. Who? Nice. Matt Leiner. What about he him? Closest, he was the closest thing to a winner. Um, yeah, until he came up against the Longhorns. Yeah. And what happened? I, I bet mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, nice. 2022. Okay, we're here. Championship. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Still plays on Longhorn Network, so I'm good with that. All right. <laughs> New England at Pittsburgh. And surprisingly, at least surprisingly to me, the Patriots are favored by two on the road. So, uh, Chicken Week, who you got? I don't believe that shit for for a hot damn. That's that's Pittsburgh. Right. <laughs> I agree. Kenny it's going to be all is gonna come in second half because Mitchell Trubisky is going to fuck it up. First half, <laughs> Kenny Pickett is going to come in and save that fucking franchise, and Mike Tomlin is going to do this the damn thing and run on the field and just raise holy hell again. Watch. Trubisky Tomlin. has a win as a starter over the Cincinnati the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Yeah, he does. What the hell? So. Stop that. Yeah. Trubisky needs to go and buy his entire defense Rolexes or cars or something because that's the reason they won the game. Could happen. Right? Make uh, Fitzpatrick. Yes. Give yeah. that man a fucking Rolls Royce. Shit. Did he retire? Anyway. I'm going with the Steelers at home on this one. Uh, they were they were impressive with, with that Bengals game. Granted, that could have been a tie, but still, it was impressive to see them the way they did. Uh, Nori. I think even the Steelers would have lost the Cincinnati, even if they would have came back and lost, I still would have picked them because they looked so much better. Um, comparing them to the Patriots, um, I was convinced the Patriots would have come out swimming, swinging, swinging. Hello, yeah. Um, Bilicek was gonna have it figured out, but I, I don't know if it's like I know we do this a lot where oh, Bilicek lost, and all of a sudden the Patriots just start botting everybody, but like, I don't know, man. I think they're finally, finally declining. And the Steelers should do just enough to beat them because the Patriots have not shown any kind of mastery of their new offense. Um, I think Josh McDaniels is a good offensive coordinator. Um, he's he's worth about like having two dicks as far as like a fucking head coach. Like, <coughs> I do it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. All right, DJ. I've got the Steelers' defense. So, so by default, I pick the Steelers. Without TJ Watt, which really hurts, by the way. Yes, that's going to be the hard one. So, and that's that surgery is he done for the year, or did they just say it was a IR? I can't remember. Just the surgery, just the IR right now. But, or, did yeah, say, or, or did I read a report that he doesn't need surgery after all? He's just rehabbing it. He, he doesn't need surgery. Yeah, I read that. He doesn't so, need surgery. All right. I'll verify right now. Uh, six weeks. That's what they're looking at right now. Six weeks. Okay. Uh, I think they should be fine. The Colts are going to be playing their second straight division game, and they're going to be heading to the place where they haven't won in a long time, Jacksonville. Uh, Chicken Wing, who you got on this one? 
Look, Matt Ryan is a starter. Okay, so they're going to go ahead and break that streak. Colts are taking. Matt Ryan can't beat the Texans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's not a valid point. Like, they just finished <laughs> tying. He tied Davis Mills. Let that sink I mean, in. Mike, last week I, I was with you on Davis that. Davis Mills is legit, gentlemen. Okay, don't Girl do that. Eyes. Don't Girl do eyes. that. Yeah, but he's right. not. I just don't get it. And, and maybe Houston is. Maybe Houston is. Maybe, shutters, I don't know. This is a week, this is a week one, dude. I, I don't I want to react. Still. I yeah. said in the preseason, I think the, the Texans will be better than people believe them to be. That being said, there's nobody on this planet Earth that's going to think that the Colts should not have just, you know, finger-banged the whole fucking team. Like, no, yeah, you're right. Better offensive, yeah, line, no, I, defensive line, better everything. And the fact that they tied them is fucking sad. As, so I'm not super I agree confident. with Murray, you know, with that part, but... You know, the fact that Texans are a better team. Jacksonville was just so disappointing last week that I can't I can't be confident in them right now. You know, and Jacksonville plus, almost beat the, the Washington. I was going to say, that was a close game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a close game. Yes, it was a close game. But in the first half, it was just it was just a shit show for Jacksonville. Like they, a lot of teams I don't know were shit happened. shows. The Giants were a shit show in the first half. Say, the yeah. Yeah, so. They were one score behind, like the whole game. No, my man, we were down zero. Who else was a shit show? The Saints. Were the Saints playing Atlanta in the first half? They were a shit show. Then they that, came back. That, that game was a shit show. So yeah, I mean, I am confident that fucking Matt Ryan will break the streak and take the W. Telling it right now. Well, I am confident that you're going to be wrong because I am confident that when Jacksonville sees that horseshoe on the helmet come into Jacksonville, they just beat their ass like All they right. always do. What was last time the Colts beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville? Fuck, I have to look it up. It's has it been, been that long? long? It's been a while. It's, it has it's been that long. Yes. So oh. I, until like I said it last, like said we were making our uh, our uh, our preseason division predictions. I said until the Colts can beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville, I can't take them seriously. Their season was on the line last year there, and they didn't pull it off. So I'm going with the Jags at home against the Colts. So. Whether it's London or Jacksonville, so are you looking it up, uh, Chickaway? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. It might be onto something here, JC, because um, there's something about the Jaguars that the, 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 the AFC South just fears. I don't get it. It's, it's like weird. the Titans okay, are the, the only Jags team are weird. That like, beat them up. They can beat the Colts no matter what when they're in Jacksonville. They see the Titans logo; they're horrible. I mean, the Jaguars on the show. For example, the, the year the Titans won the Super Bowl, went to the Super yeah. Bowl, the Jags lost three games the whole season. Two of them were during the regular season. And they were both to the t- Titans, and then they lost in the AFC Championship to the Titans. Those are the only three games the Jags lost all year. They thought they were going to the Super Bowl, and the Titans you, just beat them to go to the Super Bowl that season. So well, the last it's time something the historically Colts, in this division, the Jags, it's just weird about the Jags. So, so the last time the Colts beat the Jags at Jacksonville was J- September twenty first, twenty fourteen. I am not Jacksonville. Fuck Matt this. Is the I'm not tempting the gods. I'm, my picking daughter was I'm, born, going, dude. I'm going against my better judgment here. I'm going against my better judgment here. I'm playing for money here. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Okay, yeah. Oh. There you so go. Here's, here's the funny thing, though. As I'm looking through the site, it, it's it's always the home team that tends to win. So the last time an away team beat the whole team between these two was 2014. Because the other was that around, game. Was that game. Yeah. Every, every time Jacksonville came to Indy, they got their asses beat. Hard. Yeah. So um, there was even a point in 2017, Jacksonville blanketed the Colts 27-0. Oh, I lied. That's the other way around. Jacksonville blanketed the Colts 
at Indy, 27-0. That was 27 The Jaguars could only beat up the AFC South. That was the year the Jags went to the playoffs and stuff, and they had a decent run, right? Was that the year? Yeah. 2017, right? Yeah, Yeah, 2017. So that's been some years since since these two went to the other house and won. So Jags is five. Colts is eight years. Eight years. So, Nori, you going Jacksonville? I mean, I'm going against my better judgment here. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. You know? All right. DJ, hearing all that, what about you? Oh, yeah. I had already picked Jacksonville before we even started talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we did, yeah. Uh, Indy can't beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville. One. Two. I mean, think about it. If you look back at, at the game last week, you know, Jonathan Taylor went nuts. He had over 150 yards rushing and scored a touchdown. And Matt Ryan threw for only 352 yards, right? But they still tied the Texans. <laughs> You did all of that and tied the Texans. Then you're going to Jacksonville. You can't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. You don't do it. It's going to happen this Sunday. Watch, boy. Watch. And the final of the early Sunday games, and honestly the one that I would love to see the most as well, Miami at Baltimore. I'm going to be keeping my eyes on the phone on this one while I'm at my daughter's softball tournament. But uh, Baltimore at home favored by three and a half. Chicken wing, who you got? Man, this is this is the second of my coin flip game. I have four of these this week. Yeah. I, DJ doesn't know. I, I was telling the guys I have four games I couldn't pick. Like I looked at him, I was like, "Fuck, really?" <laughs> so this one, I'm gonna trust my gut. I'm gonna go with the home team on this one using JC's logic, Baltimore. <laughs> Cause logic. Cause, Cause logic, Baltimore at home. I said Lamar Jackson. I think is gonna. It's either going to be him or Josh Allen for the MVP uh, of the league. So I'm. And yeah, yeah. and Deverney, you know, th- you know, thank God I drafted Duvernay. him. Yeah. Uh, whatever. He's black. Hook him. Uh, he, he, he's giving me points. Uh, that's what yeah. I need. So, so yeah. Hey, 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 hey JC, what, huh? what's going to do when they go? What's going to Texas, do to? Hook him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hook him. Duvernay. Hook him. Yeah, go to Baltimore on this one. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Nori. I want the Ravens too because the Baltimore Ravens have been consistently great. And as much as I'm a fan of Miami, I would love to see them do great. As much as I really believe in Tua, I'm still not seeing any greatness out of Tua. All those fucking weapons he have, you know, they didn't look that spectacular in the Patriot, uh, beating the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Ravens. All right. And DJ. I still know that Miami is going to win their division, but they're not beating the Ravens in Baltimore. All right. On Ravens. On to the late Wait, Sunday. What? You think Miami's going to win the division? Yeah, that's what yeah, I picked. picked the preseason. Over the Buffalo Bills. Are they, did they change divisions? No. No, he that's the division. He picked it. When we, when yeah, we talked we about divisions, that. he picked it. So. Yeah, I, I picked Miami to win. Everyone else picked Buffalo. Did. He picked Miami. I'm so sorry for not making you feel bad last week. Instead of that. <laughs> sorry. I, I feel like I'm missing a step. I'm so sorry for not mocking you earlier. Forgive me for waiting for this long. What are you thinking, my man? He believes I think in he has on a tiebreaker. I'm thinking, I'm thinking chaos is what I'm thinking. I see that, my friend. I see that. I'm a yeah. madman. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Well, I mean, it's not as far as, listen, listen. It's, it, it, this will never be as far fetched as Rob's Minnesota pick from last season. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just saying. I don't know what the fuck Rob. He made the picks while he was borderline kidnapped in the back seat of your car. So he just <laughs> <pushed> <laughs> the wall and hope stuck, Mike. Can't pick up too much. <laughs> He volunteered his legs in my car, so that's I, I wouldn't right. constitute. You that. know, you're asking him who are you gonna who's gonna win the NFC North. He's like the New York Yankees. He's, just, <laughs> he's half asleep. He's half fucking asleep. <laughs> All right, uh, Sunday late afternoon games. We'll start with Atlanta at the Rams. 
Both teams are 0-1, but the Rams are favored by 10.5. Does anyone think Atlanta's got to go on the road to get a win? So let's go to the San Francisco game because I don't think anybody's picking fucking Atlanta on this one. Uh, I picked the Niners to take that game. Can you hold on? Can I get it like a definite answer, asshole, Jeez before you jump in here? Fine. Jesus Christ. Uh, picking Atlanta? Nobody's picking Atlanta. All right. Yeah, not, not, not doing that. Thank you, sir. So, big ass break. Now, GC, you please move on to the next segment. Don't let Michael do it. Yeah, yeah let me on. do it. Let's talk about the best quarterback oh. in the NFC West. Oh versus Trey God. Lance is what we got going on here. Hell Gino yes. Smith <laughs> taking only on his first road game as a Seahawks. Now the big question here is: uh, I know Chickwing is gonna is gonna probably pick his Niners after well oh, the weather's sure. probably gonna be a lot nicer than it was in Chicago. So absolutely. But after Week One, after seeing what the Seahawks are doing, does what does uh, what scares you about Geno Smith? Nothing. It's it's Metcalf <laughs> is is who scares me. That's okay. that's who scares me. Uh, the running game is actually still decent, um, but mm-hmm. but defensively, uh, I was impressed. I'll say that the way the way they handled Russell, um, I think that's just partly because they know how Russell plays and how he thinks. So that's just a little bit of that. Um, but honestly, what scares me is not Geno, is is Metcalf. So if if we can contain Metcalf, then the game should be easier for us to deal with. There is, where is this, where is it, where is it, where is it, I'm trying to find, uh, oh, there's one person that should be scaring you on that Seattle defense, and that's Tariq Woolen. Birds up, the rookie out of UTSA was everywhere against Denver, so yeah. don't be throwing his way, I'm just telling Listen, you right now, you start throwing his way, he's going to be picking the damn ball off, so. We got one from UTSA too, okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so. But they, fifth round guy, could have been a third okay. round guy, I'm just saying, and don't throw his way, you better hope Trey Lance doesn't get stupid and throw his way, so. It's called balancing equations, by the way. Okay, well. We got one on each team. I'm picking the Niners on this one, but it's going to be way closer than that nine point spread. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be a, oh, probably absolutely. down to a field goal, to be honest with you. So I, I, I've got the Niners, but I would not don't be surprised if, if Geno Smith somehow leads. If Geno Smith comes in and wins this one, I'm picking Seattle the rest of the fucking season. I don't give a shit. Dude, so. Pete Carroll can have 18 – I'm sorry. He can have 22 piles of garbage. Oh, I lied. I lied. 20 piles of garbage, 10 on each side a, of the ball. Okay, It's a lot of garbage. And, and he still plays their fucking heart out. Uh, like the man will forever deny that he's rebuilding. Okay. Yeah. Say what you want. He will forever deny that he's rebuilding, and he will. And that team will play their heart out because they they love Pete Carroll. I respect him as a coach, just like how I respect Russell when he played for Seattle. Uh, but fuck those sea chickens. We're taking mm. that win. All right, okay. Nori, your pick. Lots I of respect, respect Pete Carroll's cheating at USC. <laughs> I respect his cheating Max Week. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. <laughs> All right, <laughs> DJ. I, I, I trust Geno Smith more than Trey Lance right now. Sorry. I mean, a lot of people would after Week One, right? So. Uh, DJ. No. There's uh, I don't know, man. There's something going on in Seattle. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe Geno Smith actually found a home. And he's gonna stay there and he's gonna love it. And he's gonna throw for 352 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. Okay, he's not gonna do that well, but he'll be he'll beat San Francisco though. I think it went ugly again. I think the 49ers, what I don't like is all the injuries. That's my major concern. Trey right. Lance is not, is not, has not shown consistency, right? And to be fair, it's a weird coaching carousel they have going on there. I think they're really fucking the kid up. I don't think it's his fault. Um, I don't think he's as, but he hasn't shown to be worth the investment they made in him. And also, my final decision was Elijah Mitchell being out. Um, yep. That's that's huge. So, Mike, is, uh, is Kittle playing? 
Uh, he's game time decision right now. And yeah, I'm sticking Ooh. with the Seahawks. If he doesn't play, I may switch to the Seahawks for that one. Yeah. I, I just think it's. I think it's the 49ers are known for overcoming their injuries, but um, I don't know, man. That's a lot. That's a lot to overcome. It is. I mean, but I I would be I'll be less confident if Kittle was starting and Bosa was out. Like I would immediately pick Seattle. That's 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 a fair point. Bosa. That's how big I'm rooting for the 49ers. Don't get it twisted. I'm rooting for the 49ers here. Oh no, 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 no. I know. Yeah. I'm saying, like, if, what I'm saying is, is if, if Kittle was starting but Bosa was out, no, that's that's Seattle's game. That's how true. big he is on, on that's our true. defense. He's your whole defense, yeah. you're right. Yep. All right. Uh Cincinnati at Dallas, and quite frankly, I'm just gonna say this before DJ makes a pick. Every team that <laughs> lost week one looks like they're not completely out of it, maybe has a chance to do something this season, except for two. The Jets and the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I have to say it with the way this happened. Fair assessment. Okay. Fair assessment. Yeah. Hey, DJ, you got to be cool with Cooper Rush, your favorite Cowboy that you have out there. Maybe him yeah, and Brett Rush Hour. Yeah. He's got, a, he's, he's got a cool name at least. Yeah, he that does. It's like a, it should be it's in cool. the next Fast and the Furious movie just on his name alone playing himself. DJ, Great. tell us what your expectations are for this game and are you going to stick with your Cowboys? Uh, I don't expect my offense to do a damn thing. Let me just say that right now. Uh, let me, I, I expect the defense to, to carry the game like they did this past week for as long as they can, but they're human beings, so they get tired. Eventually, the opposing offense is going to get some points on the board and then keep scoring, keep scoring if, you're, if your offense is not helping you. you know, if you get third down and short stops like we were doing, if you hold teams to field goals like we were doing, if you get turnovers, we got interceptions last week, then your offense is like, oh, well, I guess we'll just let you guys do all the work. We won't do anything. Well, then you end up with three points, and you end up getting blown out in the game that should have been a lot closer than it was. be fair, to be fair. Okay. That might be not be a fair assessment because last week their defense did play good, right? Mm-hmm. But, you held Tom Brady to 19 points. I mean, but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brady don't look good, number one. No, number didn't. two, Godwin was out. I mean, oh, I thought he played. It didn't look like. Cool. They didn't look like their normal, their Tampa Bay self. And take it from somebody who is used to watching defenses just get tired. The Cowboys, I don't know what they're going to do with with Chase and Boyd and mm-hmm. Mixon and Burrow. Now they're going to have to hope they get the first half Bengals. If they do, you have a shot of saving your season. If not, if you get that second half Bengals, you know it's going to be over pretty quick. That actually is the point I was going to make. Because the chance that we have, and it's a very, very, very long shot, is that Joe Burrow decides that he, I don't know, just wants to throw into Jamar Chase, whether he's double-covered or triple-covered or single-covered, or if he basically gets pressured. He did get sacked seven times last week, so all that money they spent in Cincinnati for the offensive line, maybe they should get a refund. Yeah, Yeah, right. Because they... You know, Joe Burrow is doing the same thing he did last pre- last uh, postseason, which is getting his ass kicked every single game. Now he's winning the game, you know, unlike last week. But back seven times, he had four turnovers, I think, and then he had another fumble that they got back because it could have been five. So the one silver lining, if you will, is that Micah Parsons has shown that he can get to the quarterback no matter who the quarterback is. Sacked Tom Brady two times last week. So if our defense can. You know, still a few possessions here and there. If special teams, Kevontae Turpin decides today's a good day to run back a kickoff or a punt return or both, then we've got a small chance. But because our offense isn't going to do near what Cincinnati's offense does, I'm picking the Bengals. 
Yeah, is anybody even going to give a Dallas a shot in this game? Because I'm not. No. 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 Too, many, too many injuries. If, if they just lost, like last year when they lost to Tampa Bay, they lost, they were fully healthy, and mm -hmm. you know they, they were clicking. Dallas lost, lost their left tackle. They lost so many of their offensive line. They, um, they gave away Amari Cooper for a used condom. Like, you know, it's it's fucking crazy how, it, as a division rival, and as much as I hate their obnoxious fans, it is really sad to watch them get jerked around, their fans get jerked around year after year after year for the lack of incompetency that is the Dallas Cowboys. And then like, Jerry it's Jones, funny, but it's not funny, you know? Well, we'll sit back and count his money anyway because we keep paying. We'll do these things, so it's fine. Uh, He's a businessman in that respect. Well, I have two questions for DJ. The first question is, is who the hell is y'all's backup to Cooper Rush? Oh, Will Greer. I was going to say, yeah, Will Greer. I remember okay. hearing that name. West West Virginia, we'll, we'll call him semi-star. I wouldn't call him superstar, but semi-star. All right. So, so same scenario. If Cooper Rush, I don't see y'all winning this one. Okay, so I'm just going to get that out the way. Yeah. But if y'all win the rest, if y'all win out, I'll dax out. You keep Cooper, or you sit him. You sign him for fifty-four million dollars for seven years. <laughs> for seven years. Well, see, listen. It's funny you ask that question, Mike, because if Jerry Jones and this is this is not a conversation that you want to have and put out in the atmosphere because you don't want quarterbacks with the shit in their head. But Jerry Jones basically said, "Well, you know, this reminds me of the situation where Dak Prescott took over for Tony Romo. Basically, exactly. Tony came oh. back, and Dak Prescott was like, oh, well, I'm I'm the hot hand,' and Jerry's like, yeah." Dak's doing good, so Tony, I know this was your job, but we're going to keep you out. You stay on the bench and come off the bench. So basically, Jerry has already said, hey, if Cooper Rush is doing well, Dak, if you come on back, that's great. But uh, there's a headset over there. Put that on, and you back up Cooper Rush. That's basically what he said. So, Do you think they're done with, with Dak? I don't think they are. I think Jerry no, is because exactly. the, the, delay, the delay was Jerry wasn't the staff. The staff last year wanted to pay Dak before they, you know, got, you know, bent over by a ransom. They didn't pay him that the team, you know, did what it did. Then they paid him. And they, and then now Jerry, this season's like, Oh, we can't improve the team because, uh, you know, Dak's contract is like so big. He literally said that like, like almost verbatim. So basically he said, owner, I mean, he said if not so many words, they're not expect. He's not have his expectations this season. He, he really doesn't. No, but so. he did talk about Dak's contract. He said when yeah, one player right. is, you know, a huge chunk of it, it's hard to improve the team. Like that's that's what he said. So yeah. when your owner is throwing your your arguably best player, you're supposed to be best player, your highest paid player under the bus. Like I I feel bad for Dak in that situation because all the dudes trying to do is play football, and they they dicked him they dicked him over on a contract. That being said, um, it's bad for the team if the owner is like against you because he's just, was just being a cheap fuck. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, yeah. Mike, to, to kind of piggyback off of that, you can't galvanize a team. If you're basically separating the team, when you have press conferences and you start running your mouth, because that's basically what he's doing. He's basically saying that I don't have confidence in Dak right now. So the team that he leads, cause everyone knows the quarterback is the quote unquote leader de facto. Well, the team he's leading is now hearing the owner say, well, uh, if one player dot 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 dot, so they're like, oh well, we know it's not us. That's not us as the player, but that's what he's talking about. Dak. Mm -hmm. Now you're basically putting divisions in the team. Well, here we're gonna side with Dak, and then Cooper Rush comes in. Let's just say he does do well. Well, now you've got these players over here. We like Cooper better. Cooper Rush seems to have better rapport with C.D. Lamb when it comes to wide receiver quarterback than Dak Prescott does. Mm -hmm. Feel free to look at his 11 targets. 
five of which were just sales. Jack just threw it. And that last week, though, man, because when, when Cooper Rush took over, he over he undershot Lamb twice. That chemistry ain't there right now. No. Not right now. I mean, that's, that's fair that's, enough. That's, that's, maybe that's later. Maybe season. later. Yeah, man, that's that's really in the season. Like I don't like like all the shenanigans from week one. I don't expect that to be the team's week eight, week ten, week twelve. Right. Right. So, right. Right. And so, yeah, he may he may have undershot it. It's just because I don't think I don't think it's just the chemistry there. I I just think it, it goes back to that argument. There wasn't enough reps. Once those teams start clicking, yeah, we're we're really going to start seeing who's playoff potential. Well, yeah, but now Dak's hurt six to eight weeks, and I personally think it's a mistake to not put him on IR the way Jerry is because don't give me this. Well, he's only going to miss four games. Bullshit. Well, hey, misses, well, you might as well take the maximum eight weeks right now and make sure he's healthy, especially with the money you have invested in him. Makes no sense to think about bringing him back early. That's so. too big of a risk. That's the thing. Schedule. Jerry's not doing that because he's like, oh, I, I, you know, you have to know it. Knowing Jerry, knowing Jerry, how much Jerry loves money, he's thinking, well, I just made this investment in Dak Prescott. I'm paying him millions. If he can get back sooner, I'm going to put him back in sooner because I'm paying him all this money. Versus, oh, six to eight weeks is better. He can be fully healthy. And since Jerry fully trusts in Cooper Rush, which is what he said multiple times. Well, then you should trust him to come in here and keep the team afloat until Dak gets back. Exactly. Well, yes. then you should also look at the fact that if he keeps, if he does more than keep the team afloat, and he starts rattling off wins, well, that would do. I think was Jerry's. He's not a winner, but he's a businessman. So if you yeah. know your franchise is freaking out over Dak, you go in there and you start, you know, pumping up how great Cooper Rush is. I think there's some yeah. strategy that it's more political yeah. than it is about him believing in his talent because he has to now oversell. The backup because he knows that we're going to be stuck with them for eight, eight to nine weeks. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's got to sell tickets next, to the first home game of the year too. So exactly, yeah. I mean, considering the next game, Cincy Giants, Commies, second home game of the year. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, see what Rams, Eagles, Lions, and Chicago. Uh, honestly, what's that? Seven games. I think mm-hmm. I think Cooper's going to be two and five. Who mm-hmm. is two wins? See. Which what are the two wins? The two wins will be the Giants and. Huh? The Bears. Bears, maybe. Giants, I don't know about that, right? Yeah, I don't know about the Giants. Yeah. I don't know about that. All right. Well, let's move on. Houston at Denver. <clears throat> Denver favored by 10 at home. You Would can, that you be can do a point it. spread? Can I ask it? Yeah. Is anyone think Houston's going to go into the Mile High City and get a win? Nope. No. I will not be surprised if it happens, but I'm not willing to bet on it. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, that altitude's too much. All right, and Arizona at Las Vegas. Um, Vegas favored by five and a half at home. Um, I think we got to go through this because now, granted, Arizona got some to some points in garbage time, but maybe it was just the Kansas City effect because they looked bad. But mm-hmm. Chicken Wing, who you got in this one? I got Vegas. Carr, yeah. Adams, that connection is just going to improve, and they're going to show that this week. All right. I got Vegas as well. I think Arizona is going to play a lot better than they did last week, but I still got Vegas at home getting a win here. Uh, Nori. Even Josh McDaniels can't fuck this up. <laughs> He'll try. He'll try. <laughs> Say that and that shit turns <laughs> out. <laughs> Houston wins. I'm going to your house and I'm going to shoot you. Man. <laughs> All right. Don't shoot him. Don't shoot me. I'm just, you know, can't help that I'm right. Don't fucking curse this game. Okay? <laughs> and DJ, what about you? Fuck. Uh, I got Vegas, and just to piggyback off of what Mike said, you know, Carr, Adams, and let's not forget Darren Waller. So, yeah. 
All right, the Sunday night game is a division matchup. Chicago at Green Bay. It's weird to me that Chicago has actually uh, got the 1-0 record going to this one and Green Bay is own one, but it is Green Bay after a week one Green Bay at home, and they're favored by 10 on Sunday night. Chicken wing, who you got? Man, me and Nora were back and forth on this for like an hour. Like, mm-hmm. It's a battle between who's bad and who's worse. Um, Basically, you know, Nori tried to say, you know, you know, Rogers owns Chicago. I'm like, who the fuck is he gonna throw it to? Don't worry, I will not own Chicago. Chicago. And And I still Jacksonville's quarterback. They still own the Colts at home. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Until until Chicago shows, I'll wait my turn. I'll wait my turn. Go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go go, go ahead. This will be interesting. Like I have my pick, but go ahead. I want to. I'm just saying. No, no, no. You're picking first, so you got to pick. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait my turn. I will. I will. I will. I will take Green Bay. Over mm-hmm. Chicago, this game, reluctantly, but I will take that. I'm going Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has owned Chicago, no matter who's on the other side of the ball, no matter who he's throwing to. Um, and I look back at last year, like everyone wrote off the Packers after Week One, and they did what they did. So I'm not saying they have the talent they had last year, but they're going to have a lot better showing in Week Two, especially this being a second straight division game. They don't want to go down 0-2 on a division record. So I've got Green Bay at home winning this one. Uh, Nori. I have the Packers reluctantly because until the Bears show that they're not the property of Green Bay, they are the property of Green Bay. <laughs> so you got to, like, like last week of the Giants, you know, you got to show me first. Mm-hmm. So until, even if the Packers are trotting out the very talentless team they have, still, I'm going to take them over the Bears right now. And people can argue that the Bears beat the Niners. No, the Niners beat themselves last week. So I'm not giving That's not what the scoreboard it. says. I'm just saying. Uh, DJ, what about you? Yeah, I got the Packers winning. And Aaron Rodgers will find somebody to throw the ball to. I mean, even if he has to go find somebody off the street, pull him in the, in the game, get a jersey on him. To the best players, who knows? Brady. Could be. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's not Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Fucking take Julian Edelman for a uh, fucking uh, grocer from uh, from HEB and just throw him out there and make him fucking start. Don't do that. Well, yeah. The Bears haven't shown us they can beat the Packers, so as soon as they show me paperwork that says <laughs> we do not belong to the Green Bay Packers, then we can go from there. I got you. But they haven't done that shit yet. <laughs> All right, Monday night we have two games. It's not really a doubleheader because one starts about an hour after the first one. It's weird. That's the first time I remember this happening that didn't involve any sort of weather delay. Uh, the first one... Tennessee at Buffalo is going to be on ESPN and a Manning cast on ESPN too. Uh, pick. Um, yes. Titans win 99 to zero. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I'm picking the Titans win. And you want to talk mm-hmm. history of franchises? The Titans have Buffalo's oh. number. Actually, do. They I do. Think, I think Allen is 0 2 against the Titans. They, even beyond that, this, this goes back to the AFL days. I mean, the Which, only like major win Buffalo has over Tennessee was back when it was the Oilers, and that was the comeback. Stick to goddamn Josh Allen. No kids fuck about the AFL. I'm just, no, I'm just saying as, as a franchise history. But yes, Allen is 0-2 against the Titans. I expect the Titans to bounce back. And here's here's the reason I'm I'm better confident this game. If this was later in the year when weather's a big factor, I would be inclined to take Buffalo. But it's before it's going to start snowing in that part of the world. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with Tennessee bouncing back at home. And yes, I don't give a shit that Buffalo's favorite by nine and a half, so I feel like I can ask this question. Does anybody agree with me that the Titans are going to bounce back? Or are nope. you assholes all taking the Bills to win? We're taking the Bills. Yeah, these, these, <laughs> the bills. Yeah. Yeah, these assholes are taking the Bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. At least I owe that. Because so, the, the, the Titans can show up with just nothing but broomsticks. And, you know, like, like scarecrows next to them. And you're like, no, I don't think the Titans got this. 
Like, nah, dude. There's no, uh, you know, as long no as you put a Titan logo on the helmet, Josh Allen, we're running scared for his fucking life. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. So Josh Allen's winning MVP. This will be one of the statement games right here. All right. Next. The other Monday night game starts at, well, the first one starts about 6.15 Central Time, our time. We're here in Texas. Uh, the other Monday night game starts at 7.30 our time. This one is going to be on ABC and ESPN Plus, and that's Minnesota at Philadelphia. One of the more anticipated games, I would say, this week, and quite possibly could be the game of the week. Uh, chicken what a timeline that we're in, that the Vikings and Eagles is an exciting game. I said that, too. Yes. too. I was like, Jesus Christ, like how? When? Why? Like I was more confused. <laughs> how, how, when, and why? Like all yeah. This yeah. epic matchup of Kirk Cousins versus Jalen Hurts. What the fuck is going on, dude? dude <laughs> who would have thought? So this is how I told Nori. I said, I said, I said, this is literally a matchup of the most complete current team versus the team that had the best offseason by far. And yeah. I can't, I couldn't pick one. But if I had to pick one, I'm taking Minnesota at Philly, and they're gonna, they're gonna beat them. I'm taking Philly. Um, I think what impressed me the most about Philly is, uh, for a while, they looked like shit against Detroit. They came back. So uh, the, the way they suddenly started putting up points, that was scary good. And I think they're going to keep riding that momentum. Uh, Minnesota feels like they just had it easy. They caught Green Bay on week one. So uh, I think Philly looked a lot better. And uh, they got that offense clicking. And uh, it's it's I don't know if it's going to be as high scoring, but – I. I don't know. I, I can't. Just, I can't figure out this. Is, this probably might be a shootout. Honestly, now that I think about it, this, both teams are going to put up a lot of points. But I'm going with Philly on this one. Nori, what about you? I remember talking, watching the game with you guys, the Vikings, and me saying that Justin Jefferson's a top five wide receiver. I don't know if he's the best. Well, I ate my fucking words um, as he as he caught for more yards by himself than the entire Packers receivers. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, shit. They, they're they're fun as fuck to watch go off. So. Um, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Okay. I'm telling you, me and Nora were just like back and forth. It was wild. Our conversations. And DJ. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, if you want to put Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Hurts side by side, compare accolades, do whatever you choose to do. But Aaron Rodgers has the experience Jalen Hurts doesn't have. The Vikings sacked him four times. They caused a fumble. They were basically chasing after him all day, and he threw a pick. Oh. If he can't handle it, Jalen Hurts can't handle that either. I think the Vikings figured out that um, if they don't depend on a kicker to win the game, that they'll be fine. Exactly. That's all it was. That was their motivation. I wish we well, never figured that out yet. So. Tight, Jesus Christ. I was about to say, if the Titans never figured that out, we'd be in a lot better shape. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Jeez. Oh, my God. Just, How was your it's... hospital visit after that kick, too? Oh, jeez, man. I'm just... <laughs> I've got a colonoscopy <laughs> scheduled in a month, and my times don't turn it around. I'm just gonna be like, dude, just just give me some more. I'm, glad you, had, I'm so glad you had a you had um a, a laminated floor, Mike, because I just slid across your floor. It was really fun. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I wait for you guys to send me the videos. I don't know if you have yet, but I yeah, I'm gonna stay tuned to our sports minorities YouTube. Um, once I get the video reactions, uh, you'll see the reaction of their first minority matchup of the year. Myself and Nori watching the game together because we only get together once every four years to see this when they play each other, but. Uh, enjoy those bragging rights, Nori. That being said, I'll say this. Minnesota and Philly, we could very well see this again in the playoffs. A battle of two potential future division winners. So, Thanks. yeah, this is going to be a good one. So, 
All right, those are our week two predictions, guys. Uh, we'll see how much of it was overreaction to week one and uh, where <laughs> what our opinions are going to be of these teams after week two. So next week we'll recap week two, make our week three predictions. Hopefully Rob is awake for that as well. So, all right. Appreciate everybody joining us. You can always join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at SportsMinerPod. And, of course, uh, check out Sports Minorities on Facebook as well. Uh, I'm JC, your host and resident Titans fan. Joining me, as always, are... Uh, your faithful Niners fan, Chicken Wing, all day, every day. Fuck you, DJ. Okay. Fuck you. Don't, don't listen to her either. You know... um. Uh-oh. You know, I had something snarky for the Cowboys, but they had such a bad week. I'm just going to be nice. Because what can I say that what life hadn't did, didn't do to them in the last offseason and last week? <laughs> so, Nori, Giants fan, I love you, DJ. Yes, yes, DJ here. Uh, Cowboys fan. We've got a few therapy sessions that are scheduled. We'll be going to those and therapist has already told me not to let them hurt me anymore so i'm doing my best not to do that uh love you too nori oh that's good that's good hey jc have you talked to your boss recently uh no no well okay. not about sports anyway but i did well quickly about how she won her fantasy matchup over dj by 0. 0.3 points <laughs> i did mention that so. oh man you know what I was actually calling the suicide hotline prevention for you on your behalf. What's worse about it is that wouldn't have happened. Russell Wilson hit Jerry Judy in the hands and he dropped the fucking ball and he would have picked up six yards or more. She was sweating on that, by the way. She told me she was sweating on that damn thing. That that play right there. He came back and made that catch. 16 yards came with the win, bro. Had he made that catch, there's the game and there's the win for me at least. I mean, Denver still would have lost, I'm sure, because, you know, they trust their kicker more than they trust Russell Wilson. But I digress. (laughs) I digress. I will leave you guys with this final bold prediction for the weekend, especially after the chaos of last week where we saw Bama win and drop out of the number one spot. We saw Appalachian State knock off yet another Power 5 team. Uh, And which, by the way, a little bit of trivia of – University of Louisiana, Arkansas State, and Appalachian State have all beaten at least four Power 5 teams in their history. Bump them up. All three of them schools have beaten Texas A&M as one of those Power 5 teams at least once. That, that does my heart proud. Yes. It really does. That being said, with uh, Baylor also falling to BYU and Notre Dame, Jesus, Lord, Lord them losing. Here's my yeah. final bowl prediction from you. With all the injuries Texas has, with all the hype they're getting for their showing against Alabama, the runners are going to walk into Austin and walk out with a win. I believe in the triangle of toughness. It's hard for me to say this. What? But growing up a Longhorn fan and seeing what the runners are doing, Jeff Trailer's going to have them ready. I think the runners are going to get a win in Austin. So that is my bowl prediction for the college football weekend. And I'll leave you guys with that. Thanks for listening to Sports Minorities Podcast. We'll catch you next time.
Thanks everyone once again for listening to the Sports Minorities Podcast. We do appreciate it. If you want to keep the conversation going, we're on Twitter at Sports Minor Pod and also on Facebook at Sports Minorities. Our YouTube channel, Sports Minorities. Search on there. We live stream every now and then, just some random stuff. And you can also reach us via email, sports.minorities at gmail.com. We do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to us, and we'll catch you all next time. JC, I don't know what you've been drinking. I don't know what you smoked before we started. I don't know if you did both. I don't know if there's edibles involved. I'm not sure. But they're not walking into Austin and getting a win against Texas. Would did you, you see, agree with me that a 12 and weekend? a half point point spread is way too fucking much for the runners in Austin? Do I agree with 12 and a half being too much? Yes. Do I agree with double digits being too much? No. I uh, don't. I'm sorry. The, runners, the Longhorns don't have their starting the or their backup quarterbacks. 50 and bucks, 12 and a half? We, we, we had an injured second. They always talk them up. Oh, Texas is back, Texas is back. And what do they do? They shit the bed the following week. Great. They had a great showing against Bama. They, they're they going to sleep did, on UTSA. I'm sorry. They're going to sleep on UTSA. So That same second string quarterback was hurt, and we still kept up with Bama. I know. I don't even know if he's going to play this week, though. So. You know what's fucking really funny that makes me laugh is I keep going back to last week and I keep looking at Baker Mayfield. We're going to kick the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh so much. Like, you're such a fucking hand job. You really are, dude. I like how you brought him back to that. What is a it, is fucking Because it... I'm looking at the picks and I'm just laughing. At, like, you're such a fucking loser, dude. Like, I would, I don't know, would you rather... You would rather think about how much they fucking didn't believe in, in Baker Mayfield. They would rather have Watson accused of sexual conduct by 26 <laughs> women than take a chance on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> we'll take we'll, we we want we'll take a guy who might not play for a year over Baker Mayfield. You know how fucking bad that is. <laughs> Can't stop laughing. We will give him over 250 million dollars guaranteed, and we have you here, but. We don't need to tell you anything, Baker, because we don't want you here anymore. And 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 here, Mike White is still a backup somewhere. <laughs> I know. And if they would have just, if they would have done the right thing, if the Browns would have just saved themselves some money and some draft picks, and they would have just forget about Watson, forget about somebody who might not even play anymore, they should have got Mike fucking White, and they would have just won. But no, no, the God of Football is still not ready to play next week. It's crazy.